everybody, welcome to the second episode of Season 2 Roundup. We have a different guest tonight, as is um, our Dak is on holiday, sunning himself in Greece. So, we're joined by Des Roach of the Get Involved Referee Podcast and former assistant manager at Coburnley. So, a lot of guys will know him as well, the older fellas will know him, like myself, eh, when you refereed us all back in the day, Des. Appreciate you joining us, mate. No, not at all. Delighted to be asked on, Paul. Uh, say, big shoes to fell on Dak. I think he's getting more hair than me. You've got to talk more sense in him, right? I mean, he, he talks about me putting everybody to sleep. He's an absolute stolen motor. He's all out of place. Who knows what he's talking about most of the time? But, my, missus abs- my missus absolutely loves him. She thinks he's absolutely tremendous. So, Mrs. Dak, she's happy what he's here, but Mrs. Dak. <laughs> <laughs> right. So before we start, we'll um, we shout out to our sponsor, VSN. They've kitted us out with our gear. So if you fancy any of their stuff, go and check them out on their website and get them on Twitter and stuff. Also, if you're interested in any PG and Dak merchandise, give us a shout and we'll see what we can do for you. And we'll get into the Premier League. The Talbot now, Darville 3. Beath now, Hurlford 2. Clydebank 2, Remeda 3. Cumnock 2, Canvas Line now, Glenafton 1. Arthur now, Cowan 2, Trin 3. Rob Roy 2, Peters Hill 0, Paul 0, Largs 0. Obviously, Des, we'll start with the, the big one for yesterday. Yeah, Darvo going down and giving the Talbot a convincing defeat. Darvo seemed to have their number. That's the last three games they've played. Two doing it in Beachwood. They've beaten them and they drew with them. Um, they've drew with them doing it um, Darvo at the end of last season. I don't know. For me, I feel like, and I hope I'm wrong, I feel like Talbot's time being the, the main force might be coming to an end. I feel like they're kind of in a transition with that team now and it's it's going to be really difficult but well done to Davo, an excellent result going down there and being so comfortable. Aye, well, it's also the, I mean, such a big game so early in the season and you're only, you're only, you're only in the early part of it and well done Davo, you can't 3-0 convincingly Talbot missing penalties, players getting sent off, lots of things going on in the game. I would like not to think that it's the Talbot's way out, and I don't think Tommy Sloan would allow that. Uh, there has probably been a couple of changes more at Talbot than they normally would um, in a pre-season. Obviously, uh, a couple of boys retiring, but as much as as much as I've seen Talbot getting beat, the credit's got to go to Darwin. Oh, definitely. You've got to, you've got to give them. You've got to give them all the props in the world. How many te- how many teams go how many away teams go to Talbot and win but one nil and be so convincing? That's thing for me. I mentioned that I've mentioned it a couple of times now that everybody guns for Darvo and they have this thing because there's a talk of them having the money and all that and maybe Mick Kennedy's quite outspoken, so people maybe want to have a go at them. I think that Darvo will go that with a Talbot. You can see that because everybody talks about the Talbot being the benchmark and Darvo are the team who want to get to that position. I think that they up them, their game a wee bit when they're playing the Talbot. And you've seen that in the last three games. I mean, I thought doing it, uh, doing it Darvo when we, me and Dak went doing last season, I thought Darvo probably edged it a wee bit um, in a tight game. And I'm not saying the Talbot. I think the Talbot will probably finish second or third this season, um, even though I predicted them to win the league. But I just, I think, I think Darvo's squad's too strong. I know the Talbot are struggling for players at times. That's the words the, that I'm hearing. I just think it's hard. It's Tucker's been there for must have been 17, 18 years as well. I just think that maybe they're on the decline. Maybe I'm overreacting completely, but it's just a wee feeling I've got. 
listen, see if you're at the top, somebody's going to shoot you. Aye. But see if you're at the top for that long, then you've, you've obviously set a pedestal that is so, so high. And it doesn't matter what team Talbot put out, they play the same way most of the time. And it doesn't matter if you know they're going to go back to front or middle to front. It's about you breaking that down and you stopping that. Teams don't stop it. No. They've been so good for so long and they deserve to be where they've been. And do you know what? I, I'm not saying they're going to be off by no manner of means. And there's still a heck of a lot of games to be played. But this is going to be a right competitive league. Darbo are in it. Uh, there's a bit of team will come on to later who I think are really going to be in the mix as well. Um, so, okay, unlucky, Talbot. It's maybe not been your day, but... They're both ties in points in it. They're both sitting with three points for two games. So it's not even like, it's not even like Davo put himself three points ahead. So I know, I'm no saying it. I still think Talbot will be top two, top three at worst. But I just have a feeling within myself, and I had it a wee bit at the end of last season, that they're not quite the side they were. But saying that, you're talking five, ten years ago, they were ridiculously good. So you're always going to have wee kind of um, peaks and troughs, I suppose. But we're going to move on to co-winning and Troon, the game you were at yesterday. 3-2 yep. to Troon. I predicted co-winning and go do well this season. I still, I still stand by that. Troon are a team that go under the radar very much. I, I think they'll probably be top six again, like the kind of spell they had last season. They're a team that they go under the radar for me, but they go and get wins like that every now and again and they beat the teams that are about them and they're a good side but how was the game for you yesterday been doing it um, I thought the first 20 minutes half hour I thought co-winning were, were in control <clears throat> for most of the game obviously you've got Thomas Collins up front who provides that wee, wee bit of difference um, but at no point did I ever think that co-winning were entirely in charge of the game it was 1-0, 1-0 buffs, 1 each, 2-0, 2 each, then obviously 3-2 Trent at the end. Chris Miller was an absolute joke. He ran the game. Not one guy in that park could get anywhere near him. Um, I thought he was outstanding. I thought Trent were, uh, Trin were dog and determined. I thought they were really good. Sam Jemison done what he'd done all the time. He's, he's right across the, the back four putting himself in front of defenders, getting fouls. I was really impressed with the boy um, Sherry at left back. I thought he did a really good game. Uh, he was overlapping a lot in the, in the, in the first half. Um, second half, he was dogged, he was determined. The goals that Trun got, they were always reactive rather than proactive. Um, but I think they deserved their win. I don't really think that... Uh, David Gormley and the Buffs could have, could have went to Columbia. I don't think they created any clean chances. Dylan Burgess in goals for, for Troon made a couple of cracking saves. Um, won the second half for the new big boys at Dylan Mackin that mm-hmm. they've got up front. He made a cracking save inside the six-yard box that you'd expect him to be, to be burying. But, um, aye, good game. I think Troon will be... Aye, they'll, they'll be comfortable in the league. I don't aye. see them being bombed. Well, actually, I was just looking there when you were talking. Seven of the 16 teams in the league have got three points. That tells you what it's going to be like this season, I think. Um, yeah. We're going to go into the only team so far, and I think it's the team you were probably alluding to, um, that's unbeaten or have won both games, and that's Cumnock. Um, 2-0 against Canvas Lang. I think that, see with them having uh, Boyd and Moore up front, 
then obviously a player you know well, Brendan Sharp, uh, who will probably be a squad player, but is a good a good option to have on. Cumnock are looking much, much merry a threat this year, and I think that they could be a top four or top five team. I think that they've invested well in their team. Gints and Etchie are starting to get kind of their ideas across. I think that they're going to have a really strong season. But on the flip side, predicted Canvas Lang to go down. I don't see anything other than that. I think that it's going to be such a hard season for them. Again, losing Scott Williamson and, and Big Gamble, bags of goals there, but it's going to be hard for them. I agree. That that was the team I was alluding to. Um, I think they've got a fantastic management team. Um, they've also worked together previously like Ross Fale, Evan Meadow, H.E. Roosevelt, Martin and myself at, at Coburnie. So H.E. is obviously <laughs> probably one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet in, meet in football. Uh, I knew him through refereeing as well. In fact, I probably booked him for sneezing or something like that at one point. <laughs> uh, but no, I think Cumberk have done great. And as you said there, if you've got that firepower up front, I mean, if Brendan Sharp can't get a start in that team, it shows you the quality they've got. Aye. Um, I, I really fancy coming this year. Again, a good manager. And as you say, he's only come in towards the latter part of last year. He's said the latter part of last year to see if he's got, feel about, build his squad, get him settled over the summer. They've started in fire, and as you say, they're the only team with six points on the table. That's it. I mean, it's, I know it's ridiculously early, and it, it can't it can't be a massive thing at this stage. But being three points ahead of your Davos and your Talbots and all that and your Clyde Banks co winnings, it does give you a game or two cushion where if you lose a couple of games down the road that they win, again you're only gonna be three points behind. Um moving on to Rob Roy for me. Um two 0 they beat Peter Sill. I just think that Max is doing a great job there. That's ten years he's been there. He's Last season, the run that they had was excellent. I think Peter Sell going to struggle. I don't see them staying up either. I think we could potentially be looking at the 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 teams that came up last season being the teams that go down this season. Ridiculously early, I know, but I just it's going to be such a struggle with the quality that's in that league. And Rob Royce, a good good win, clean sheet, um, excellent three points for him. I don't know Maxi personally, uh, but he's be calling him Paul Daniels because he keeps the rabbit suit hats here. He just keeps getting teams, keeps them in the league, keeps them going steady. Another steady result. He's doing his usual. Uh, I agree with you. I think, and you don't like to see that think teams will struggle, but I think the three boys that are coming up, three teams that are coming up, it's starting to look a wee bit in the goal. We need to find my feet quick. Now, they've still got a lot of time to turn that around and bring in reinforcements, etc. But um, no, if you play Rob Roy, I think that's a, again, Points the board this early. You can get board early. That's the that's the big thing. And it's something that they didn't have last year. They didn't have the points on the board early, and they had to kind of fight tooth and nail for so long after Christmas, which they've got that wee cushion already with four points sitting joint second in the league. Um, Touching on um, Pollock and Largs, Largs another one. That's two draws they've had, but they're such a hard team to beat. And I wrote them off, um, saying that I think they could go down. But I just think they're so difficult to beat. Maybe it's maybe it's the Dak effect. Dak's on holiday. Murdy didn't have the main man beside him. Didn't, Dak probably wasn't able to be there to tell Murdy what to do. The right subs to make that, and that's how they uh, they didn't get a win. But Large will be delighted with that. Paul, I suppose, will be disappointed. But they're sitting with four points for two games ahead of Darvo, Talbot, Clybank, the likes of that. So it's no, it's no 
panic stations are in? No, you can look at it. You can look at it in both sides. Teams for me, it's a brilliant result for Arnie. Absolutely terrific result. Um, Arnie again, we build it actually. Yep. He always builds good teams, probably in a, a limited resource. Um, and I've just been at Largs up and down twice a day, picking up my son and dropping him off for gymnastics. It's a bit of a trek if you're coming to the Glasgow or the, the West Coast. So for him to get guys going down there on a limited budget, producing what he can, I, I think that shows great great management, man management, tactic management, whatever you want to say. Also for Pollock, you go, all right, we don't really want to drop points at home, but they've no left with nothing. They've no. still picked up a point and... You'd expect Pollock to score. Muddy's got a, I don't know, budgets, etc. But he's also got a, a disposal at his hands and he's got good players. So Pollock is still going to be there and there about the end of the year. Let's not let's no kid ourselves. Um, so, no, I think I think Largs will be happier at the two, taking uh, that one. Taking that one Another two teams who are sitting on four points. Harrowford beating B 2-0. After Beath had the good win last week and Glen Afton beating Artley. Glen Afton, um, another one of the teams like Rob Roy and Lars last year that had the, the really strong finish. Brian Stevenson seems to to be able to get the best out of them. Um I think that I think they'll be they'll be top half this season really pushing. Hurlford as well. They always run with a smaller squad um than a lot of teams like particularly like the Pollocks and stuff who have got really big squads. And I think it hinders them at times. It stops them from being able to get into that top three. But they're a good side who can go and beat teams. And it's, it doesn't surprise you when they go and get a win. No. <clears throat> Hurlford have done that for a few years now. I don't think, don't think Hurlford have got the budget that they had a, a few years ago. Um, but it's another good result. And especially away from home, going to, going to be. So they're putting in a wee mark. Um, it's a big, big job for for Strainy at Beath. That's a that's if Beath can if Strainy keep Beath up on on the budget he's got allegedly, um, that'd be that'd be fantastic. And say Strainy's an old sparring partner to me. I, I remember he used to tell me I'd swap his strip for my whistling a few <laughs> a few a few occasions. Um, so no, I think that's I think that's great. You come to Glen Afton, that's a good win. They're fifth yeah. in the league. Um, they've not been beaten, so it's Ryan Stevenson's first job within uh, within this level of football. But he's got Mark Roberts at his side, yeah. so between the two of them, I mean, they're not going to get any more experience. And, and what will be what will be the challenge for Glen Afton is if they stay up this year and if they can get back in, what player really would want to go and play for the two? I know that's the thing. It's it's a club with a lot of history and the two of them. I mean. All right, Marco ended up finishing kind of playing lower leagues and stuff, but he's still he's still a, a kind of reasonably decent name. Ryan Stevenson playing with Hearts, very good player in his time. He could attract good players in as well. We'll finish up with Meda beating Claybank three two. Um, ham night shift this weekend, so basically I woke up yesterday, yesterday afternoon, and I went and got the shopping in, and I was walking about Aldi with my oldest. I was just on my phone checking. I seen that it was three 0 to Meda at half time. I couldn't believe it. After them getting beat 3-1 three, three, after winning last week and Clyde Bank having a, a good win last week, I thought they were going to go in and win again. They managed to pull back two goals in the second half. Obviously, it wasn't enough, but by all accounts, Meda could have been 5-6 out of sight um, in the first half, which that's something that I think Moff struggles with. Is 
he's always said he likes to pride himself on having a good defence. They lose too many goals, whereas they've got quality to score goals, but they lose too many goals. And you've seen that last season, they lost a lot more goals than he would have liked. I still think that they don't have enough about them to be able to win a league yet. I just think that financially they can't compete with teams, but I just don't think they've got enough. But they're good enough to go and beat teams and keep themselves in the top four or five. But that's a great result for spending Lata at Meda. Yeah, I agree. Listen, Moss a good coach. That's never that's never in question here. Um, but it doesn't matter if you're playing Meda, if you're playing Coburn, if you're playing Kaluk. If you're giving away three goals at half time, that means you need you need to score yeah. three points. You need to score four to get a win. Um, a great comeback, but um, there's still a lot to still a lot to go. I, I would still bank on Moss, and I know. It doesn't have the budget of other other clubs, but I think Clybank trusts them. And no, we've, seen what, we've seen what he's done in, in cup runs and stuff, and the money that he generates for them and stuff like that. So I, I've got no doubt that Moth will get them. Moth will get them back up there. As I say, we're early on in the season. I agree. They've just signed Craig Little at the back as well, mean. which is a great signing. So he's strengthening the back. I think he knows that that's maybe the areas that he, that he has to work on. Um, not that I'm saying that he knows where he should work on. Goodness me, I'm no, I'm, 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 no, I'm no there. Um, but as a club and the infrastructure that they have, Clydebank have got all the bases to go forward, and it's just incremental. Um, and I don't think because of what they went through previously and the club going bankrupt and go that, I think the club are very conscientious of the money they spend and and, and how they spend it. But. Um, I think they'll get there. Yeah. I think you're right. I think he's he's one of the best managers at this level. He has got a good side. The club will back him. I think quite uh, deservedly so. But we'll move on to the first division. Blantyre 1, Whitlitz 2, the Drumchapel 2, Glencairn 0, Gartcairn 1, Thornywood 0, Johnsonborough 1, Colburnley 4, Nielsen 2, the Benz 0, Rossville 1, Shots 5, St. Carrick 2, Cumberland 2, The Rock 7, Bonnet 1. Um, I'm going to start on the rock. That was a massive result for them. Um, so convincing. I do think it's very worrying for Bonneton. I mean, when they were getting beat quite comfortably um, in the Premier League, you were saying, that's fair enough. They're, they're probably at a level too high for them. They're playing against the best teams at this level. The rock, who, in my opinion, are going to have a hard season. I've absolutely scurried them. And well done to David Gregney's team. Massive result. But I feel like I don't understand why. I mean, it was me and Dak were talking about it before the season started and uh, Ross Wilson did such a good job at Mary Hill. I don't get, maybe there's stuff going on that went on in the background, but I don't understand why we're at and I just, they're a club who, they don't have a great support. I don't know what they've got financially, but I don't understand it. I just, I think they're going to really struggle. They've conceded 10 in their first two games and only scored one. It's going to be such a long, hard season for them again, I think. They've actually started worse in this division than they did right. last year. Because remember, they beat Pollock. They beat Pollock, that's right. They beat Pollock. They beat Pollock at the start of last year. I don't know what went on with, with Ross Wilson at, at May Hill because he seemed to have them going well. Mm-hmm. Um, a work colleague of mine's playroom at May Hill, now he's down at Bonnet with him. and He was saying that they've been going well, but... I think, from what I hear from the outside, he brings in lots of bodies and and just goes through them. And you're in, you're out, you're in, you're out, you're in, you're out. So I don't know. Um, 
I, I don't know Ross personally. I don't know him personally. I, I know obviously his coaching career. Um, I read and followed what he's been doing. Um, but take that away if you put Bonnet and, and I agree, I think they'll, they'll struggle. I don't think there's a, a great, don't mean infrastructure around the club size, I don't think there's a, a great following from the local area. So it's not going to bring in, it's not going to bring money in. But as I said before, with the Darvel and Talbot side, all credit to The Rock and David Gregg. Yep. That's absolutely, taking that amount of goals off another yeah. team at that level, brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. That was a great result for them. One, at I did think they would win yesterday, but I didn't think it would have been so convincing. Um, we'll touch on your former club called Burnley, playing Johnson Borough at Keeney Park, beating them 4-1. Um, that's a great result, because me and Dak have, we've been very... We've, I sang the phrases of uh, Jamie and the guys down at Borough, I think they're doing a great job. But that's a huge result for, for Tommy down at Coburnley. That's a massive win. Can I sit um Sets the, the stall out a wee bit for them as well because they're expected to be right up there. You know what it's like, how big a club it is down there. The fans expect you to win, and that was a great result for them yesterday. I think Coburnley is an absolutely fantastic, fantastic club. Uh, the time that, that we spent there, so it's great to see them where they are. And do you know the person that I'm most delighted to see them in that position is Biggie McDonald, the club president, because that guy lives and breeds every single minute for Coburnley. He's so supportive. Tommy will have... See if Tommy asked for two and a half sugars in his tea, he'll get two and a half sugars in his tea. He'll get anything he needs. Or if he can't do it, somebody do it for him. E. McDonald is an absolutely brilliant, brilliant guy. And to be the Coburnley president who lives in Beef, it shows you what kind of bonus he's got. So no, I agree, absolutely brilliant result, um, and and hope they and hope they go on well. And it's good to see you Scully getting on the on the score sheet as well. Player Scully, good player. Um, a big result again. A team that another one that me and Dak have spoke very highly, and I, do you know, it's a team that I really. I really wish well. I don't know why. I don't know if it was because my brother played with him uh, back in the day and I like going down to see them. Is Nielsen beating the Benz 2-0. It's just such a good result because the Benz are going to be right up there. One of the favourites to win the league. Um, it's a massive result and they don't lose many goals, Nielsen. They're, um, they're very good defensively. I think it's a great result and it's, it's another one that they're right up there with St. Caddox, with Coburnie, with Cumbernauld and Gap Cairn as well, who I think they might fall off a wee bit, but it's um, a great result for them yesterday. Nielsen, I've got a, I've also got a link through them through with, 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 with uh, Chrissy Cameron and Carson and Disco. So we played them when we were at Governor, we played them in a friend last year, but we drew just prior to pre season. But, but Chrissy, um, he'll have them, he'll have them in good shape. So will, so will Disco, so will Big Carson. And do you know what? They know what they're doing. They're, they're clever guys and they don't make lots of changes. They bring in one or two here or there. They brought in Lewis Kinnaird, who was with us, and he said, man, match. They'll be there. They've got Robbie Halliday, who I know well as well, right back. They're a, a, I think Nielsen will be right in there. You could be, be Dan Jones up front as well. They lost Brophy. Brophy, obviously, he went away in the, he went away in the summer, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't discount. Uh, Nielsen up there and again they've not got a big budget but no a fantastic result and I know love as well uh, and 
Benbub don't Benbub don't take losing easily, so they've been right in the battle. Nah, definitely. I think great result. I think it's just a blip for the Bens. They'll be they'll be back at it. Um, are we mentioned a drum chapel? I think that was the first. I might be wrong. The first league game at home where they've had fans in. Um, it was a massive, massive game for them in terms of what it meant to the club. Because I know Hopi and Kingy and uh, John and stuff doing at the drum, and I know how much they've put in. Basically, taking that from the amateur team to where they are now, having guys like David Templeton and all that in their squad. It was um, a, a good day for them yesterday, and it was a good one against Glencairn. I think that Glencairn will be pretty disappointed so far, only having picked up one point for the first two games. But that's it. the drum after losing last week, they needed that win, I think, for them just to just to give them a wee shot in the arm. Um, because they're a team, I know the guys there, they'll be thinking they have to go and at least get in the top two or three in that league. So that was a massive win for them yesterday. Ah, uh, it was a good one. Really good win. And <laughs> I agree. From the the infrastructure they've put in place and the time they're putting in and what they're trying to do at the club to elevate them the in the right the right trajectory. Uh, it was a it was a very right, right good win for them. Um, I actually seen Glen Cairn against Gartcairn right. previous Saturday. I've got to admit, I wasn't I wasn't impressed uh, with, with Glen Cairn. I think the I think the body needed a paracetamol in the morning after it. Um, I just thought that needs a wee bit of quality. They've just signed Martin McBride, right. um, and Brady's been out for a couple of years of injury and his work commitments in London and stuff, but. Friday, once Friday's up to speed, he'll, he'll, put, a wee bit of steel in, he'll put a bit of steel in there. Um, touching on their opposition for last week, Gartcairn beating Thornywood 1-0. Um, that's a good win for them. Thornywood are a good side to score a lot of goals, so being able to keep them, uh, minimise their, their chances and get a shot against them is a good result. Um, one of the teams who we've no mentioned a great deal, myself and Dak haven't mentioned a huge deal for winning the league, his shots beating Rossville 5-1. I know Rossville, in my opinion, are going to have a tough season. Yeah. But shots just missed out against um, St. Carrick's last week. Apparently could have got themselves a draw. Comfortable one yesterday. They're a good side. John McEwen, the manager, knows his stuff. He's been about... They're, they're an art team for me that are going to be right up there challenging. I don't think shots will lose many games at home this year. I think be, that'll be a that's, a... that's a tough visit. Tough visit. John McEwen's been around the, the the block a lot. Um, he knows how to build a team. He knows how to, to to win games. I think Rossville new management group guys that are at this level for the first time. It's a young squad. I I think I think Rossville. Yeah, it'd be a hard shift for them. That's what we're talking about with with the management team there. See, even if they finish in the bottom one or two, go down. See, as long as the there seems to be a kind of a progression in the team, then they should keep their job because their, their hands are tied, having to basically build a completely new squad in a period of two or three months. They don't have a budget at the club. It's just so hard for them. The, the club's punched well above the level for so long. But moving on to a club who do have a good budget, St Caddocks, two each way, Cumbernauld. Um, after getting a cracking win last week, and then Cumbernauld having a great win against the Drum last week, that was a, a big game for two teams who will be looking to win the league. Uh, a draw, I'm not sure how it's went. I'm not really, like I said, I've been working this weekend, so I've not been able to see much. But that's a, it's probably, on reflection, something that you'd expect, a draw at the two of them. 
I think Cumbernauld would take more heart at it than the than the two of them, to be honest. Um, I think St Caddox, with the, the, the new players at disposal, Chris Erskine coming in, um, yeah, I think St Caddox should be looking to win, not every game, you can't win every game, but right. you, you go, you go to win every game, but you can't expect it. I think Cumbernauld would be quite happy taking that, taking that point, going up the road and continuing on. Right. But it might be a wee bit more pressure on might be a pressure on St Caddox, but listen, St Caddox will be in there at the end of the season. Let's not be, let's not, let's not kid ourselves. Nah, they're definitely a very good team. And Doyle's a good manager, so I do, like you said, expect them to be there or thereabouts. Moving on to second division, Craig Mark 3, Glasgow United 2, Persia 0, Yorker 3, Greenock 3, the Ants 2, Cosyth 1, Ardeer 3, Mabel 1, Maryhill 0, Muircourt 1, Ashfield 7, Wishaw 1, Renfrew 2, We'll start with a former club of yours again, um, Renfrew. I'm a, I'm not Arnold Palmer, by the way, with all these clubs. I know, I know. You, you, I just thought they sound like me, man, with the clubs you've been involved with. Um, big win for them. They scored two penalties last week in their 2-1-1 uh, against Coast Side. Scored a penalty um, yesterday to beat uh, Wishaw 2-1. But that's them six points for two games. Along with Craig, Mark, Mabel and Yoker. I still fancy them through day well, but I did think they probably have a stronger start than they have had. It seemed a wee bit nip and tuck with them, but all that matters, I suppose, is having the three points. Doesn't doesn't matter. I've said a boiled egg is a boiled egg, whether it's soft or whether it's hard, it's still a boiled egg. Three uh-huh. points is three points. You take them, and as a Renfrew and as a Renfrew supporter, um, Jimmy's 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 doing well. See, as long as we keep winning. I'm quite happy with that. So onwards and upwards for Renfrew. Definitely. Moving on to Yoker, Scottish Cup finalist last year had a great start to the season. Three 0 against Perthshire, and they won two 0 last week. So still to lose a goal. For some mad mental reason, I went for them to be. Me and Dak both said that they were going to struggle and possibly get relegated. I have no doubt that that won't happen. Um, how wrong we could have been. Same with Whitlets. Um, I forgot to touch on them for the. Their win yesterday against Blanta was a great win for them. Two teams who I tipped to really struggle had great starts to the season. But Yoka, Gordon's done a great job down there. Um, you've seen that when he took care, I think it was February, took care managed to take them to the final of the Scottish. The league form improved dramatically and they've started off where they finished last season. I think, I think they really could be up there challenging at the end of the season. I mean, Gordon's done... I think he's done tremendous. I think Gordon Ross has done tremendous. How, how can you take a... Okay, I know they get beaten in the Scottish Cup final. Who are they playing against? I know. Are you expecting to win that? So, if you take that game aside, forget that game, you've won the semi-final, you've done good finish the season, you've won the semi-final, drop that game, you take that bounce into the next season. And Gordon's still the same guy. He'll still be putting across the same messages. The coaching staff will be trying to cheer the guys up. Um, I have a shock when you said you thought they were going to struggle. I hope they don't. I know. I don't. I didn't even... When me and Dak were doing the, the preview, we were sitting in his house and I was like, we were talking about it before we went on, and I was like, I think Yoker will do quite well this year. And then when he said they'd go down, I couldn't think of anybody else. And I just panicked and I said the same thing. So I have no doubt they won't, to be fair. But um, moving on to another team who have got a perfect record so far, Craig Mark beating Glasgow United 3-2. Glasgow United would be disappointed after having 
a good start to the, the league campaign. Uh, their new management team won in last week, but Craig Mark and our team who they, they're going to expect to be right up there. They're a good side. They've got good quality. Caddis seems to be doing a good job as their, their manager. So they'll be hoping to push on. They've also got Mabel beating Mary Hill 1-0 to keep their 100% record as well. Um, I think Mark Young will be reasonably happy after taking a bit of a doing half a mere cut last week. Playing, in my opinion, a better side um, yesterday and only losing by a goal. Keeping it tight, that's um, a bit better for them. But I think that we might find that there are four of the teams who will be, be right up at that end of the table at the end of the season. I think um, I think Craig Mark the biggest biggest advantage, no disrespect to the players, is uh, Cadis. I think he's a terrific terrific manager. Again, we met him through through playing, um, and I and, and, and you see the player that he was, see the guy that he was as a player. I was a great bastard, aye. aye. I, I think he was probably one. Of, I think probably one of my quick and same software Alawa against uh, Stranraer. I think it was in the park in about three minutes. And then I hand, I hand to me in a pub in Kilmarnock a couple of weeks later and I'm having a, in, the, in the bathroom and they, they recognise me and I thought, oh my God, no the, no the place you want to meet somebody like this. But, uh, but he's a terrific, terrific man. such a good job, really good. Uh, done, uh, so I, I fully expect Craig Mark to be really up there at the end of the year and I also expect him to be linked to if any bigger jobs come up. I'd expect Caddis to be to be right in there. Um, Mary Hill... I seen Mary Hill pre-season uh, in a game that I, I was involved in, and Mark Young, good manager, he's also came to be twenties. He's got a mixture up there, a, a couple of older heads and a lot of young legs. I, as much as I like to say it, I think Mary Hill might struggle this year. I think uh, you should be right. I think I think that the committee we've touched on is the committee. Unless they're getting rattled every week. The committee have to stick by him because they yeah. I imagine they will because they know that they know that Joby's got in his hands. They, they know when they brought him in that it's a rebuild. Ross still have taken quite a few players away. You know, boy like McKenzie and stuff moving on, who arguably, in my opinion, when I seen them was one of their best players. It's so hard to replace boys like that. But yeah. it is what it is. He's just got to keep plugging away. He's got to try and get his stamp on it. Um but it's a, another one that they've lost. And I think was that they've still to score. I may have haven't scored yet. But we've got um, Greenock, good one against the Ants. I think the Ants are going to be one of the teams this year who will be causing issues for most clubs. I think that they'll be hard to beat. Danny, Ronnie, Notre Dame, going to be a tough team to beat. But I think it's a really good result for Nixon because they, he's got a young team down there. He's having to kind of do in the midst of a bit of a rebuild. I think that's a good result for them and it's a win that they needed. Oh, they definitely need it. But <clears throat> as you said, the Ants, who ever gets an easy game at the Ants? Yeah. Nobody gets an easy game. And as you say, uh, Danny and Danny and Ronnie, they'll be they'll be there then and about. But not Green either. But listen, when like the Ants, Green are probably a, a similar kind of club with the port as well. You don't go there and get easy games. You never see them getting trounced. Um, it's always it's always hard fought and guys that are there want to play, want to work hard. So it's a it's a it's a great win for you, but the answer will come back. Ronnie, Ronnie of them is fit as fleas. I think they'll be a good mid table team who will go and beat teams and I think a club like the Ants might have uh, and it's something that they've not had for a few years. 
I think they might have a say on what happens in the league just by being difficult to beat and getting points after some of the, the top teams. Um, Ardeer beating Kosei 3-1 in my PG picks. Coupon this week, I went for Kosei to win because they had a decent result against um, Renfrew last week. They pushed them right close. So I had a couple of messages last night when I was on a night shift. Uh, some of the Ardeer boys gave me a wee bit of, wee bit of stick and I got a message for Sean as well. But Sean was my... He gets annoyed at me when I say they're going to do well, so he's happier when I say they're not going to do well. But we'll get for me the result of the day in um, Division Two: Dax Old Team Ashfield seven one against Muirkirk. After Muirkirk had a good one uh, the week previously, great result for Ashfield. I think that I think Ashfield might be a bit hit and miss this year. They've clearly got the quality to go and give teams a bit of a game, but I think they're kind of with Mick trying to build that team and put his end stamp on it. I think they'll probably lose certain games but they have got a quality win that's a an absolutely top result against Muirkirk who particularly through there it's not the easiest of places to go that's a horrible place to go the pitch up the top of a hill and it's just so so open but just say mixed got a, also coming from Maxi and that last year they're a pretty settled team he's came into a whole new whole new setup he's brought a lot of 20s boys in as well so these guys have got to learn the level as well, so it's a it's a learning curve not just for the management team, but a learning curve for the for, for the playing side. So see if Ashley will take points, will draw Aye, points. Will. That's that. That's just a given. So if that's the way the season's going to be, so be it. But give the guys a couple of years, let them let them learn their levels, and and it'll come. And do you know what? See some of the, the guys at Ashley, they'll end up at your top teams in the Premier League in a couple of years. Good players in there. I think his Mick's only about 32, 33, so he's just a young, very, very young manager at this level as well. <clears throat> yeah. Right, moving on to Division 3. I draw some one, Vela leaving nil. Bells Hill 2, Gervin 3, Fanart 5, Royal Albert 1, Lanark 3, Dorai 1, Luger 2, Larkhall 1, New Mains 2, East Kilbride 2, Port Glasgow 4, Kaluk 1, Sulcoats 1, Kello 3. The top of the table clash, two of the teams that are probably favourites up there to win the league. Lanark beating Dorai 3-1, that's a massive result for me. I think that um, it's a bit of a marker laid down by Lanark. I tipped Dorai to win the league and I still think they'll be up there. But that's a huge one for Lanark to go and get a marker of one of their rivals. Because Chris has done a very, very good job at Dorai. I think he's deserves a lot of praise for the way he's turned the room when last season they were losing eight, nines and tens. And then by the end of the season, playing the same teams at 10 goals after them, they were losing by a goal or two. It's a massive improvement. But Lanark's another team who bought me in the league last year. And I think they'll be they'll be right up there. They'll be pushing all the way this season. Yeah. Uh, well, first you touch on with Orai. Uh, the change in Orai is remarkable. Absolutely remarkable, the change in Orai. Um, from, they were taking, to use, a, to use a word for that, they were taking scuddings <laughs> last year. <laughs> they were taking scuddies last year. But they've consolidated. Chris has built a decent team. They're showing a bit more resilience. They're turning around. But again, go to the other team, Lanark. Lanark are historically a, a good big team. Big, big side. So at this point in time, they're three, they're, they're three out of three. And yep. their, goal difference, their goal difference is plus six. So you, that. So if you take your goal, your, your goal difference, they're, they're winning by two goals every game for the first three weeks. And Kello are right behind them. They're right. three as well and they're plus five so between you think Lanark, Kello, Irvin Vicks, Fanart, 
Winton, Dolray, Les Mahego. There's no much between them at this moment in time. Nah, definitely no. Um, you mentioned Les Mahego, that's a day they want to forget, but for me, Irvin Vicks, absolutely sensational result taking AR for Les Mahego. They're a team, again, who had a really oh. tough season last year, and um, they've really turned it around. That's them got uh, six six points at a possible nine. I don't think they've got enough to win the league yet. No, I think no. that Doogie has really, really strengthened that team. I know that Owen uh, McCallum, who was a goalkeeper at St. Peter's when I was there, I was surprised when he went there because I think Owen's good enough to play a couple of leagues above. But it's a good signing for them. Then you've got Big McLaughlin up top with scores goals. You've got uh, Franny Kilpatrick, who, in my opinion, should probably be playing higher. We were talking about it before he came on. His free kick yesterday was ridiculous. There was one of the goals I saw, I think it was Ersan News put it on, and Franny's coming in for the side, and he just drops his shoulder, because by the defender, he's no there. He's got that extra bit of quality. Even though he's a small guy, very technically gifted, good player. Um, so that's a huge result for them. One for me... Ardrossan, who are tipped to be right up there, Gav Friel's their manager. Guys like Liam McGuinness, obviously, who played for you at Coburn, who is an excellent player. Chrissy Craig down there. I don't know where it is. They're leaving for me. I'm not going to be a great side. I'm not going to be challenging, but they're kind of in a transition as well. They only beat them 1-0. They scraped by... Um, correct me if I'm wrong. It was New Mains. I think they scraped by or somebody like that, 2-1. Again, they expect them to win a bit more comfortably. You can't keep scraping by games against teams who are going to be lower down in the league by a goal. I think you need to go and lay a marker down. Like an Irvin Vicks taking eight half a Les Mahego, that's laying a marker down. I think Adrossin need to do that. Granted, they're still early on in the season, but I think they need to do better if they're wanting to go and challenge like people expect them to. Personally, I think the, the Vicks taking eight off of Lismigo was one of the freak results. Mm. I don't think, no disrespect to the Vicks, they might be better. I've not seen them recently, but I think that's one of the freak results. I think Lismigo will bounce back to that. I don't, have any, I don't have any issues with that. The Winton, see of guys like Gav Friels and, and um, Big Chris, is his assistant in there, guys who have been with Meadow and, and played senior and, and, and been there and done that. I think we went and need to up the ante. Well, tell me about the budget they have, because everybody knows they don't have stupid money, but at that level, they have a decent amount of money. I, you should be you should be beating lesser teams. Don't mean you, I don't mean lesser also in the, in the in the esteem of the team, but lesser uh, quality with that team, they should be taking they should be taking more goals off of them and, and winning convincingly. And if you win convincingly against your, your your lesser opponents, then the team's confidence goes up and then that builds up to the next level. And then when you go and play your Lanarks, you go and play your Kellos, then winning should be winning should be right up there. At this minute in time, they're, they're not punching their weight, but they're, they're winning they're winning games. Aye, that Ultimately, getting the points like we spoke about earlier, that is the main, the main, um, the main point for them. Um, another team who a lot of people would have tipped as the favourites, East Kilbride Drama New Mains. They got a last-minute goal against Saltcoats um, during the week. There, they got a draw against Luger last week. They need to do better. That's they've brought a lot of quality. And I mean, as a Conley were Pally and had a wee joke with him calling on the pensioner team because they have brought in a lot of older players. 
It's a lot of quality players they've brought in though. But they're another one. They're expected to do well this year. What they've done so far isn't good enough. And it's one of the ones I feel uncomfortable saying it because I'm mates with Aza and I think Gary and that and all their stuff. But that's not good enough for them. Nobody who they've brought in, nobody the quality they've got at their, at their disposal. I mean, I don't mean any disrespect to new mains at all. Um, Davies done a great job there. But that isn't a good enough result. Again, it's like you're talking about Drossen. They have to go and beat their teams by two or three goals. Lay a marker down. Because when they go and play Dorai, Lanark, Kello, that's not going to be good enough to get in there for them. No, absolutely not. Um, and I'm I'm <laughs> I'm very good friends with a, a couple of the, the pensioners and Jammer will not mind me calling them pensioners a bit. Jammer wasn't available. Jamie Walmart wasn't available this weekend. He's away in, he's away in honeymoon. But if you're signing if you're signing Jamie, you're signing Barry, you're signing right. Sean, exactly. these guys played in senior football, they played at the top level of junior football. I mean, I'm not saying they're coming cheap or whatever, but you're expecting a return and you're expecting a lot better value out of that. And if they're not producing results at this stage in the season, then what's going to happen later on when these guys are getting getting tired, picking up injuries, etc. So no, East Coast need to get points on the board early and they need to be putting in more goals and getting more prolific performances. No, I agree, I agree. They're sitting mid table now with five points. So they're still unbeaten, but they've played teams that you would expect to be lower down in the league. It's not like they've played the top teams. Kello beating Solcoats 3-1, quite looking about their business. We didn't speak really about them um, in our preview or anything. That's a really good one. I think they're going to have a cracking season like you kind of touched on. Solcoats, I'm actually, I know they've, they've lost two and drawn one. I think that the results they've had have been no bad. They're playing the better sides. They're on the opposite end with East Cobride. They're not expected to do anything, but they've played the top teams already. And they're pushing them reasonably close. Um, my beloved Port Glasgow were a good one against Kaluk 4-1. Kaluk having a really tough start to the season. Um, I think that the Port need to soak in guys sent off. They get Barry McLaughlin um, sent off during the week. And it's funny, if you ever play against Barry McLaughlin, you think that he is the most mental man in the world. And then see when you, like I played with him for a wee bit of the Port. Nicest guy. One, honestly, one of the nicest guys I've ever met. Put him on a football park and he's mental. And then they got another red card um, yesterday, which I think is something they need to to kind of get under control. Also, Gervin getting a win against Belsal after uh, being a couple down. They needed that win after losing their first two games and never that tip to win the league. I don't see that happening, but they needed that win. I will report. Report support. I remember years ago, obviously, refereeing down there. I got, I got in great with Paul Coyle, but Coyle and I used to talk. Like a lunatic on a park. I know. Nicest guy in the world. But me and him would chat before him saying, mate, give my book. You just you just write it and you just tell me the minute. You just let, let me know. Uh, and obviously, a, a good pal of mine, Alan Muir, he's been down there coaching nice. this year. And he's telling me they're a right good side. I think they're, they're, a, they're a really, really good side. But they need to avoid the, the stupidness. Uh, and Because all it's going to do, all right, you might want to be this bravado and, and intimidating team. But all you do is you put yourself behind the eight ball mm-hmm. because you're mm-hmm. going to lose players. So It comes back on you later as well with the suspensions. Even financially, yeah. that for a club at the port, that's not something they need as players to be getting sent off and getting hit with fines. No. But, um, I'm going to 
rushes through Division 4 now because I need to go to work in the next 15 minutes. Um, I don't. Division, Division 4. <laughs> no, you don't. Uh, BSC 3, Easter House 1, Eglinton 1, The Thorn 3, Hamner 0 0, Roscoe Academy 2, St Peter's 1, Coast Athletic 2, 3 4, uh, Campbelltown 0, West Park 3, Glenvale 2. Your top two teams in that league, the, or top three teams, sorry, in the league who we've mean that spoken about previously that are going to be the three that are really going for it. Um, they got good results yesterday, keeping their, their perfect records in form. Uh, West Park needed an injury time winner against Glenville, which is a wee bit surprised that after three went and gave them a bit of doing last week. But that's that could be really important for West Park later in the season because they're a good team who are going to be up there. They're still going to have games, I think, where it's going to be a lot tighter. But that was important for them to get that win. And Campbelltown, having to travel on the ferry and everything to get to Threve, um, good win for 3-4-0. I think it's just kind of a business-like performance for him. That's uh, two good results there. Aye. See, the travelling in that league, the travel in that is ridiculous. And guys that are working on a Friday, guys may have shifts on a Saturday. That league will probably be one of the leagues that changes the most through the year. But uh, West Park getting that result, that's... That that could be one one of the ones that turns it later on in the year. Aye. It's a, it's a really important one because it, you know what it's like being involved in football. You know how it can go where games like that really can be important later in the season. We've also got Rossville Academy, who I really didn't expect much for at all, who are sitting with a hundred percent record after beating BSC last now last week, four 0 convincingly, then beating Harmony Row two 0 yesterday. Harmony Row were one of the better teams in the league finished third last year but I know that Keith's got a right number on his hands they lost a few players it's not been the same I actually think that they might they could be looking at the bottom two or three this season I think it's going to be so difficult for them but Kosaith beating St Peter's I've said it with St Peter's they've got a young team I think they had like 10 players um, last week that came on uh, or started that are 18 year old very young side they will lose games but they've kept that tight against a good Coastside team. They won last week against a good Thorn team. I think that um, JD and Neil down there and uh, Gav, they know the boys inside out. They've got a really good team, probably fourth or fifth for me this season, just based off how young they're. But there's a lot of a lot of tight games in that league. Aye, it's, <clears throat> and JD's taken John DL's taken that team for years, so he knows everybody that's that's in there. He's he's brought them through. Aye. He knows them. He's added a couple of guys that he's inherited, obviously. So I'd expect St. Peter's over the next two, two or three years to, to make the step up and, and solidify up the way. But right. they've got a lot of young boys moving into a, a different level of football, playing man's football now. Um, so I don't, I, don't have any, I don't have any concerns about St. Peter's moving. And do you know what? Paisley needs a really, really good, strong junior team right. as well. I agree. I agree. It's... Um... Once they, Renfrew have been absolutely excellent with St Peter's, once they move away for Renfrew and they have their own park in Paisley, I think you'll start to see a big difference in them. I think the next couple of years are just about solidifying it, keeping the club going. Then once they get their own facilities, I think you will you will see St Peter's kick on. I think they'll actually end up getting good sponsorship for local businesses and gain themselves the option to go in. The Thorn, another good side, beating Eglinton 3-1, I'd say it's a result you expect. Um, Eglinton are just brand new. 
they've signed a couple of new players this week. They've had it on Twitter and stuff. No team I know anything about, but I don't think that's a terrible result considering the Thorn are a good side. And finally, BSC beating Easterhouse. Again, I don't know anything about Easterhouse really. Um, BSC, I, I didn't expect much from them. Um, based off of last season, I thought they were the very, I didn't think they were great. A lot of young boys who worked really hard and they try and play the right way as well, which is good. But I think they're still a wee bit away. Um, so they'll be really happy with that three points. But that brings us to the, the end of our roundup. It's actually been a good one. I think uh, I've spoken more on an anomaly day because Dak usually just interrupts me all the time. So I appreciate your professionalism, Des. <laughs> First time I've been called professional in my life. <laughs> no, mate, I really appreciate you coming on. It's um, really enjoyed this tonight. We also have uh, everybody, this obviously is Monday now with us being released. On Wednesday, we have Des and Steve Conroy on. Um, for Get Involved Referee, it's one of my it's one of the best chats I think that we've had. Me and Dak were talking about it, how much we really enjoyed it. And it's a good look behind the curtain at um what goes on with the referees and stuff in the SFA. Because you two are very open. You didn't hide for anything we asked you's and I he's definitely showed a different side to how it is for referees. And I think it was a great insight and I think it's gonna be a good year. I'm looking forward to, to it coming out on Wednesday. Well, before before anything, Paul, you and I have been, well, sorry, will I, will I say what you called me? <laughs> I am, um, but well, anybody still watching and listening to now, as I was doing my introduction, we had we recorded, it was Tuesday we recorded, wasn't it? I was doing my introduction and I called Des, Des Clark. I mean, we've we've known each other for 15, 20 years, become quite pally over the last year or two, and I called him Des Clark. Which um, made me feel like a dick. I don't know how it made you feel, but I felt pretty stupid. Uh, listen, I'd take any. I'd take a. Can I swear? I'd take a fucking video salary. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but, but what we said to you prior to coming on was that don't script it. Ask us any question, and whatever question you ask us, we'll give you an honest answer. Um, both Steve and myself. We're no longer under the SFA umbrella or gag, so to speak. So we'll tell you the truth and, and with our opinions and but and it's likewise to anyone. Ask us a question and we'll just tell you the truth. And so you you've known me long enough and I'll when you came through refereeing, I supported you, helped you, anything you needed, and it's the exact same going forward. Ask me a question, I'll tell you the truth. No, you will definitely two years were first class there. The honesty and candidness was was excellent, and I think people really enjoyed it. So make sure you tune in on Wednesday morning, nine o'clock. It'll be it because that's a very good episode. But I'm going to go and get myself ready and go to work. You just take it easy, get a beer or something, feet up, and watch a bit of telly. I've got my cup of tea, and I need to take the dog a walk. <laughs> right, <laughs> Des, thank you very much, mate. Cheers for coming on. Well, and thanks for watching. Have a good week. <laughs> <laughs>